Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. Today is September 12th. Uh, 2021, and we're broadcasting here from the bright red desk on a beautiful Sunday. I'm officially 67 years old. Who knew? I don't know how it went that by this fast. Oh, my God, it's so quick. So, anyway, what we're going to look at today is the weather ahead, what's coming in, how you can work with it productively, what you want to do with it. We are in the fall season, back to work, back to school, back to life, figuring out all those organizational skills of fall, inviting us to change, inviting us to start this next new and exciting chapter of our lives. So this week, the big change is Mars leaving um, Libra and going in, or leaving Virgo and going into Libra until the end of uh, October. He goes into Scorpio at the end of next month on October 30th. So Mars going into Scorpio, or Mars going into Libra for the next two, two months is a lot about what's going on with Venus because now he's instead of, he's been paying attention to Mercury as his boss, but now he shifts and he goes, okay, Venus, you're my boss. And when Mars and Venus are talking like that, you know, Mars is talking to Venus and saying, what do you want? Venus is actually in Mars's sign. She's in Scorpio, so she's saying to Mars, here, um, you know, I'm in your sign, you're in mine. Why don't we change? Why don't we change outfits? Why don't we change coats? Why don't we change energy? It's this condition we call mutual reception, where the two planets can work for for and with each other in some way to help them be productive, collaborative, connected, related. So as Venus shifts into, uh, as, sorry, as Mars shifts into Libra on the 14th, Venus suddenly says to Mars, okay, so this is what we're doing. And Mars goes, all right, I'm in. And remember, Mars in a Scorpio kind of feel is a very strategic Mars. In a Scorpio feel, working with Venus as his boss, strategic in how do we partner with each other, or how do we how do we create things that work together? And Mercury, of course, is in Libra, and it's answering to Venus in Scorpio. Um, and you know, but Venus is answering to Mars, and Mars is answering to Mercury. So Mercury is kind of answering to himself, even though he consults with Venus and Mars. So when they shift, he gets left out a little bit. You know, he's now in, you know, he's still in Libra, but he's answering to Venus, and she's like, I'm I'm answering to Mars, and Mars is like, well, I'm answering to Venus, so, um, you, you know, like, I guess we're both going to tell you what to do. So it is a week or a time when we're going to start feeling like we're getting instructions from both sides. And, of course, when we're in Libra energy, it does want us to take advantage, to listen, to pay attention, you know, both sides have valid points. Both sides have ideas or finger. They have opinions about what they think should be. And Venus is moving into a square with Saturn this week. She's in Scorpio, going to square Saturn in Aquarius, uh, which is a closing square. So closing squares are always integrative. So she's going to have that closing square on the 17th. So she's talking to Mars, and Mars is like, honey, I'll take action for you. And she's like, you know, I'm I'm kind of tired. I'm going to sit over here with Saturn. Uh, he and I are going to hang out, and um, but I'm going to pass the baton to you. So this is a week for passing the baton. You want to watch where you've been working on a project, and you're kind of done with it, or you're done with your part of it, or maybe you're just energetically tired and you don't want to do it anymore, or you're 
interested in doing it, and you're saying, hey, hey, pass the ball to me. So when I was younger, I had uh, my godson, is he's now in his 30s, but when he was a little kid, he broke his leg, right? And he was probably like five or six, not a, not old. And he's sitting on the lawn outside, and his older brother and the boys in the neighborhood are all playing football and tossing the ball around. Now, he's got a broken leg, and he's in a cast, and he's sitting on the ground, and he's like, pass to me, I'm free, pass to me, I'm free. <laughs> and his mother, Jody, and I were watching him going, pass to me, I'm free. I'm like, you're on the ground catching the ball. But as far as he was concerned, he was in the game. So you want to watch where you're getting the opportunity to have somebody pass to you, you're free. Or you're getting the ball, and then you're going to pass it to somebody else. This is very much a time of moving the ball down the field, right? And in the case of uh, in the case of him going, yeah, yeah, pass to me, pass to me, and it and they didn't, you know. Uh, but they were, you know, he was free. He was aware he was free. So you want to watch where you're free. You want to watch where you're ready to be passed to. And you want to watch where you can take action and play your own game. Um, because that's part of the energy here, too. With Venus and Mars in mutual reception with each other, they want to play together, but Mercury's kind of in the middle, and he's a little bit the monkey in the middle. Pass to me, I'm free. Pass to me, I'm free. And nobody's really paying attention to him. Remember, Mercury's in his retrograde shadow, right? So he's approaching his retrograde, which is in a couple weeks, and then he's going to be retrograde all most of October, and then he's going to go direct, and he leaves and goes into Scorpio in November, right around the time when Mars goes into Scorpio, the end of October. So Mercury is also hearing from ghosts. When we have Mercury retrograde, we hear from our past. We hear from people that are part of our um, part of our history, you know, I was doing something the other day, and my friend Marka called in, and I, I was in the middle of mess, so I couldn't pick up, but I was like, oh, Marka called, I'm going to have to call Marka back. I haven't talked to her in a while, she called to wish me a happy birthday. So it's that kind of energy, like when you hear from your ghosts, pick up the phone, talk to them, if you can, and if you can, if you're in the middle of chopping onions or something, and you know, working on something, so you can't interrupt it, make sure to call them back later. Because this is also, we hear from our ghosts, and they go, hi, I'm your ghost, I'm from your past, I'm thinking about you, I'm calling to say hi, want to take the call, want to, want to, I mean, obviously, if it's somebody you hate, don't take the call, but if it's somebody you go, oh, I haven't talked to her in so long, take the call, right, because the energy is about connecting and about hearing from people, remember, it's Mercury and Libra, these are people you like, or Mercury and Libra answering to Venus and Scorpio. These are people you went through intense experiences with because you were they were part of your life and your deep personal experiences. So they have a perspective. And in the case of Mark and I, we both have a perspective on our younger selves, right, and what we went through at the time we knew each other. And it was a, wasn't a huge amount of time. She was in New York for a few years, but it was an important time. You know, and it was an important time in both of our lives in terms of directions. So watching that energy, and then and then again, a shout out to Marka, right? Um, watching those energies and understanding how they work, how they invite us to rethink our lives. Remember, all the outer planets are retrograde, right? All of them: Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter, Athena, Neptune, Chiron, and Eris and Uranus. And what's going to happen in a couple of weeks is they're all going to go direct, boom, 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 following each other, right? 
So if you remember the game, here's the church, here's the steeple, and then you do open the door and there are the people, and that's formed by your interlaced fingers. You remember that game as a kid? Do that with your hands now. Do interlace your fingers and put the fingers on the inside of the palms, and then just open them up. Open up index finger, open up tall man, open up ring finger, open up pinky. And the hands go boop, 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 and they become unhooked. They become set free. They become released. So we're going to feel this energy shift and change. We're going to start to feel it happening. And even though we are not having these planets go direct yet, we're going to watch when they shift, right? Because we're, they're, getting, they're starting to get to the degree of their station, right? And so when that happens, we're going to see them kind of unhook one after the other. So Pluto is going to unhook on, um, he unhooks on October 6th. Saturn right behind him, he unhooks on October 10th, 12th. Jupiter right behind him, they, uh, he, Jupiter unhooks on October 18th. Uh, Pisces, uh, Athena in Pisces coming along, so she's going to wait till we get into some water, and then she's going to unhook. And so Pisces, Athena unhooks on November 8th. And then Neptune, it unhooks, because it's in Pisces too, it unhooks a little bit more towards the end of, of, of Scorpio time. But Neptune is going to unhook on uh, December 1st. And then a Chiron is going to unhook and turn and go direct. And, think, and, you know, think unhooking, but also think they're shifting direction and rolling forward uh, December 18th. And then Eris, the goddess of discord, you know, she's going to have her, third, her fifth and final square with Pluto. And then she's going to unhook when we get into Sagittarius time. She's going to unhook on January 11th. And then that, last but not least, um, Ceres is going to unhook uh, on... Uh, January 13th, and Uranus is going to unhook on January 19th. So kind of imagine, you know, those movies where everybody jumps out of the plane one after another. Okay, this one, okay, this one, okay. You know, and they run up to the gate and they jump out. That's going to start pretty soon. So we do not have a lot of time left to get everything ready for them all jumping out of the plane. Boom, 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 boom. And unhooking, you know, or, you know, do your fingers and then watch them unfold from each other, release each other, set each other free. So that's the energy that's coming with Mercury and Libra this week. Mercury and Libra is, and again, the retrograde through November 7th, Mercury is asking us to really understand our relationships to each of these planets on a deeper level. And we all have planets in our chart, and they're all in some state in our chart but as these planets all move direct and stop in the sky and then turn to go direct, they're going to amplify our forward motion and they're going to kick, kick, kick start us into an energy or jump out of the plane you know, with their parachutes or whatever image you want to use. But we want to kind of know we're getting ready for that this next couple of weeks because you know, Pluto goes direct and then they all start jumping out of the plane. It's an interesting image, and I, you know, I, like all these outer planets are in the winter signs. You know, Pluto's in Capricorn, and Aquarius is in, you know, February time frame, and Neptune's in Pisces, and then uh, Chiron's in Aries, early spring, and then Uranus is in Taurus. So they're in the winter quadrants. They're in, you know, they're in the winter phases. So as they release and shift, we get a whole new focus of energy. So it's an interesting 
period now because Mercury is stepping back to remind you. So I know when I call Marka, um, we're going to chat. I haven't talked to her in a while. And um, we're going to catch up. And I know she's going to say something really enlightening to me because I know how her chart works with mine too. But as she as she called, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to talk to Marka. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder what I'm going to learn from her. So that's the, the approach you want to take this week. What am I learning from you? What am I learning from this one? What am I learning from that one? And it's important to listen to what you're learning, but it's important to also go, okay, now let me take it under advisement because Mercury's in Libra. Um, and a lot of times Libras poll people. You know, they go, so what do you think I should do? And then they go to another person. They go, so what do you think I should do? And then they go to a third person. They go, what do you think I should do? Libra is the lawyer. You know, they have to appeal to the 12 jurors, get them all to agree. So he's got to pitch to this one and that one and the other one and get them all to agree with what we want to do. So Mercury this month, next month, is inviting us to pitch, inviting our pitch, inviting our elevator speech for the next chapter of our life. So it's an interesting time, uh, and it, it should be fun. You know, it's not a, not a hard not a hard energy. We're going towards a full moon, which we're going to have next week on Monday. Um, so it's a growing energy. You know, the moon will get a little bigger every night when we see her in the sky. or every, Actually, every day, because we see her by daylight now, because she's, <coughs> she's in the growing phase. Um, so it's a, it's a forward motion. So when we look at the sun this week, he runs from 21 to 27, Virgo. He's opposite Neptune on the, on the 14th. He's opposite uh, Pluto, uh, sorry, <laughs> I've got the wrong chart up right now because I just went forward to January of 2022. Uh, he is, Mars is opposite Neptune, um, you know, speaking and asking and, com- you know, communing. So he was opposite Neptune a couple days ago. And the sun comes opposite Neptune in the next, uh, on the 14th. Uh, and then the, and then the sun has a trine to Pluto on the 16th which is very much about, okay, how am I going to structure the power and move this forward? And the sun has an adjusting energy to Eris, the goddess of discord, on the 17th. So he's side, sun in Virgo is siding with power, and he's looking at the discordant energies, and he's going, you guys need to adjust. I'm not going to work with you if you're not adjusting. Remember, he's in Virgo. So Virgo is very much about, Virgo takes on Aries and says, I know, you're, I know you think this is how it should be, but that's not what's happening. So there's a little bit of discussion around, well, I want it to be like this. And Virgo goes, not going to be like that. Sorry. Uh, it is opposite, uh, contraparallel Athena. Uh, so the sun in Athena, Athena has a plan, and the sun's going, I'm not doing that plan. Sun's a little, con- sun's a little contentious this week. Uh, you know, he's got it. You know, he has a vision of how he wants it to work, and he's not really interested in hearing what you're saying. And, you know, sometimes the sun can get like that. It's not personal. It's just not happening. Uh, Mercury this week moving a little slow. He's only going from 17 to 23 because he's slowing down, going to station. Um, He does have a hard aspect with the nodes of fate on the 15th, which often means he adjusts in some way, shape, or form based on input or how he's seeing things. And he also is finishing up uh, a little bit of a finger of God that he has with Pallas Athena. Um, So Mercury is talking to Pallas Athena earlier in the... um, Earlier in the Pantheon, he was talking to, who was he talking to? Uh, He was talking to Uranus, yeah. So he was, 
adjusting for change. So there's a whole adjustment for change energy going on with Mercury and saying, okay, I'm seeing this in a different way. So there's a whole energy of seeing things in a different way. Venus, of course, she just went into Scorpio on Friday, and she's going along pretty good. She's on a pretty good clip. She's going from 2 to 9, 10, Scorpio. She has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate on the 14th, making choices about direction. And then she has a... um, She's forming part of a hammer of Thor, a leg of the hammer, uh, to Neptune. So that, you know, so this is also a disillusionment energy. It's not like an actual hammer, but it's a disillusionment, and that happens on the 16th when Venus is in a sesquiquadrate to Neptune, and she comes out of the disillusionment and she looks and she says to Saturn, "Gee, you know, I thought it was going to go differently than this." And, of course, she's in Scorpio, so she's not missing much. And Saturn's retrograde in Aquarius, and he goes, well, I know you thought it was going to go differently, but what changed? And Venus looks at him and kind of shakes her head, and she goes, you're right, what did change? Did it actually change? So, remember, Venus in Scorpio is very passionate Venus, but she's running up against the roadblock of Saturn. So the analogy is a little bit like running forward but being told, stop, stop, running forward but being told, stop, stop. So it's got this revising, revisiting kind of energy to it. Right after she has a roadblock with Saturn on the 17th, she figures out how to shift it, change it, and escape from it because she's contraparallel to both Uranus and Ceres. Now, Uranus and Ceres, they're in different signs, but they're at the same degree of latitude above uh, this above the equator. So she she looks at Uranus and she goes, well, we're not doing it that way. And then she looks at Ceres and she goes, we're not doing it that way either. So it's a little bit like Goldilocks. You know, it's not that, it's not that. So if you find yourself going not that, not that this week, you want to say, well, what, what then? What would it be? So, you know, kind of good to say not that, but what would it be instead if you were doing something else? Mars this week, as I mentioned before, he shifts into Libra. He does that at 8.13 p.m. East Coast time on September 14th. And he will be in Libra, answering right now to Venus in Scorpio. But she turns into Sag in a little bit. But right now she's in Scorpio, so they're in mutual, they'll be in mutual reception as of the evening of the 14th, East Coast time. Uh, and then when she shifts into Sag, we see, her, we see Mars behave differently then. But right now... He and Venus are tightly aligned, or they're going to be tightly aligned as of the 14th. Mars is also in a hammer of Thor, part, part, part of a hammer of Thor, sesquiquadrate to Uranus on the 14th, where he's just kind of like, you know what, I don't really want to do that. It's not, anth- that not making me happy, Mars, sesquiquadrate, Uranus. And Mars also has powerful uh, forward motion energy of quintiles, to Jupiter and Juno. So he is finding people he wants to partner with and he wants to work with, and those are the folks that he's going to be like, that's who I want to play with, not these people, but those people. Remember, Mars isn't going to want to partner once he goes into Libra, but he's going to want to partner with like-minded folk because he's answering to uh, Venus and Scorpio. Now, when he's not working with like-minded folk, he might be a little cranky, so we have to kind of watch him and see, Mars, how you doing? Oh, I'm hanging out with people I like. Good. You know, I hung out with these assholes last night. Okay, good. You know, like whatever, however Mars is processing, he's going to be clear. He might not say assholes because he's more polite when he's in Libra. But he might go, nah, yeah, it could have been better. Could have been better. 
So if somebody says to you, could have been better, just know that Mars wasn't happy. Uh, Jupiter is in a quintile to Juno. This is great ideas for partnering, relating, connecting, forward motion, creative stuff. That's great. Neptune is by quintile Vesta. Great opportunities for helping your body, your health, your home, all those things. Those are all positive. And, of course, we were thinking about them last week. So this week we get to implement them. Uh, the moon today, of course, is in Sagittarius. No being Sagittarius went into Sag today around 5, 4.34 East Coast time. It will be in Sagittarius on Monday the 13th. And on the 14th, it goes uh, void at 6.37 a.m. And then it goes into Capricorn on the morning of the 14th. And it goes, moon and Sag goes void with the square to Mars. So that's a little bit of a, a cranky energy, but it's also a bit of a liftoff. It kind of pushes us forward into a new direction that helps us see things in a way we hadn't seen it. And then moon in Capricorn uh, is the 14th, the 15th, the 16th. We also have Yom Kippur this week on the 15th, uh, the Jewish holiday, the Day of Atonement. And Mars in Capricorn goes void on the 16th at 1.40 a.m., and so it's void in the morning when we first wake up, and it's void with a conjunction to Capricorn. And then it enters Aquarius at 13.23 on the 16th, right? And so it's in Aquarius the 16th, the 17th, the 18th, and it goes void at 5.14 a.m. with a conjunction to Jupiter. So 16, 17, 18, real good forward motion energy. It feels pretty frisky pretty happy it gets a lot accomplished we do have the venus square saturn in the middle of that but that's okay you know venus and uh the moon in aquarius is going to have a little conversation with venus and saturn before venus square saturn so it's kind of like uh when your mother comes to you and says okay you know your father wants to talk to you and i would suggest when you talk to your father you say this um, when I was younger, I partied a lot first semester freshman year, and I, I flunked out. I mean, I actually had an incomplete, but I didn't realize incompletes were counted as Fs. It was a theology paper. I hadn't quite finished and hadn't quite handed in, right? But I came back. I had gone to visit my roommate in New York and came back, and my mother took me to the airport. She said, if you want to go back to Bonaventure this year, you better fight like hell in the next 24 hours. I'm like, What? <laughs> And uh, uh, my father was not a happy guy. As far as he was concerned, I'd wasted his money. And I could be a waitress. I could go in the military. <laughs> he wasn't throwing good money after bad. And we had a knockdown, dragout fight. And, and that's kind of the energy of the 17th. So when we're looking at the Donald Blanford days, we're going to look at that 17th and saying, okay, if you want it, you better fight like it. You better fight for it. Fight for it on the 17th. Because that's when, that's when there's a little con- this energy there you better fight for what you want that day and you may have the setup on the 16th which is okay but i remember her saying to that to me in the airport i'm like what do i have to do and then you get the warning you get the warning and then you know okay i got to step in and do this right then we get into the 18th i ended up graduating from college i ended up signing a promissory note after a very long 24-hour fight and uh agreeing that if i got less than a c plus in any semester i owed him the money for the tuition and I will mention, I had a Regents scholarship. I, had, um, I was a good math and science, and I'd gotten a scholarship, New York State gives scholarships. So I had gotten a partial scholarship to college. I paid for some of it. Well, actually, New York State paid for some of it. But my father was not going to throw good money after bad because he had a daughter that partied too much. Um, 
That was my younger days. Well, I still party, but I don't party like that. Um, so the Aquarius shift, that, that, that end of the week, there's a little, it's a little argumentative, a little contentious, because the sun has an argument with Jupiter, and then he has a trine to Pluto. And so he's pushing us a little to... And then Venus steps in and she goes, no, no, I'm not doing that. So it's an interesting sky Thursday and Friday. And if we're going to do the DB days, the Donald Blanford days, those are the big, that's the big day. But it's more emotional contention around how you're, going to, how you're going to get it done. Then we get to the 18th, Saturday the 18th, the moon goes void. It's void all day the 18th. And it goes, in, goes void with a conjunction to Jupiter. And then it enters uh, Pisces at 422 on the 18th and 19th. And then it goes void. 755 with an opposition on the full moon in Pisces, which is um, the sun and the moon go void, and it goes void with an opposition. So that's going to be at 7.55 p.m. on next Monday. So the beginning part of the week, you know, the the moon square Mars aspect is a little contentious about how we're taking action, then the Capricorn moon is commitment or not, and then the, the moons on the end of the week are, am I staying or am I going? I think I'm going. I think I'm staying. I'm contending with what I want to do. So it's like decision day. Now, I know a couple places of employment that are have to have your vaccinations or you get fired. And that's the week, that's the 15th and 16th. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, it's an interesting week energetically, Not not hard. But um, choice-making, choices, you know, what are your choices? Not this, not that, this, that, what do I want? And if you don't want something, if you're clear, you know, I don't want that, I want you to take the next step and do the Libra thing and go to yourself, well, what would you like? What would make you happy? Or what, what would that look like? And that helps clarify for Mercury in his shadow because he thought you wanted it. And you're like, you know, I don't really think I want that. And he's like, well, I thought that's what you wanted. And you're kind of like, mm, no. So then the next question is, well, what would you want instead? Remember, Mercury's kind of trapped there between Venus and Mars. And they're both giving him conflicting information. And, and again, he doesn't. he may not know, but then what he should do is he should call Mark up. He should call your Mark up. He should call the person you call to talk through things. Because you're going to call and have that conversation, and then you're going to get clarity. He should call a ghost that reminds it, reminds it him of that earlier time. He should go, huh? Yeah, you know, I remember when I when that happened. I remember when I was warned, you better fight like hell if you want to go back to school. Now I didn't know that the school had called and said she's she's a flunk out. <laughs> but we have this freshman flunk out program. It usually is an issue of them not managing their time well or in my case, partying too much, which meant I didn't get up for class, right? Um, and we basically get them in, and we, we talk to them every week, and we check in with their teachers, and we kind of monitor them. Send the kid back. My father's like, they just want my money. I'm like, oh, you know, I, mean, I didn't know I'd flunked out. I just hadn't handed that theology paper in. <laughs> Trust me, my other grades weren't that great either. But it, it was an opportunity. It was a choice. Did I want to go back or not? Right now, interestingly, years later, I was talking to the president of Saint Bonaventure. That time, she was a nun, and she was she was doing this speech and talking to us, you know, as alumni. We were back at college, and she said, "Well, I go in uh, second semester to the freshman dorms, and I have pizza with them." 
when somebody said, why do you wait till January? She goes, well, because we don't really know if they want to be here or not. And the first semester, like if they come back in January, they really want to be here. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's pretty smart. You're not wasting pizza money on kids that aren't sure they want to be here. You're letting them have their experience, go home and process, and either they return in January or they don't. And if they return in January, they get to have pizza with the president. So that's the other idea here. You know, what are you going forward to? You're going to have pizza with the president. You're going to have an opportunity to connect with what you want to do rather than what you have to do. And hopefully they're in alignment, but if they're not, this is when we're supposed to be adjusting that alignment between now and when all those plans go boop, 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 and go forward. Right? Important week. So hopefully that gives you some idea about how to work with the energy of the week and to have a good one full of laughter and joy and abundance because that's really, you know, what what else are we here for? Uh, and thanks to all of you for birthday wishes that sent them to me. And um, all good, all good. It's a forward motion, full steam ahead, kind of sort of with the personal planets. The relationship and the life-building planets all go full steam ahead in October. So got a lot to do before then. Take care and have a great week. Bye-bye.